Welcome to Satisfied, a podcast hosted by me, Ashley Pardo. I'm a nutritional therapy practitioner, business coach, and former private chef. Satisfied is all about finding fulfillment, confidence, and peace in your body, business, mental health, relationships, and life. If you're an introspective, deep, and sensitive woman, Satisfied is for you. I'm so grateful you're here. Now let's get into the show. Hello, my friends, and thank you so much for tuning in today. As always, I am excited to be back on the mic and recording this after over three weeks. As you know, I have, if you listen in real time, I batch recorded many of the episodes that you or all of the episodes that you listened to in the last several weeks that I was gone. And today's episode is going to be all about the insights that I had on my trip, specifically how the principles of intuitive macros helped me feel good throughout the trip and how they allowed me to come back and not feel like I had to overcorrect or do anything crazy. Literally, I was sitting on the plane on the way back and I had a lot of time to think. It was a 10-hour flight on the way back. Um, and I was just sitting there thinking like, I feel pretty good. Like my body feels great. And I did not feel great on the trip every day, but I, which I think is just normal, like you're not in, like everything is, you know, not yours in terms of like your environment, the food selection, all of that, uh, your schedule, all of those things. But the principles of intuitive macros helped me. And I was just thinking like 10 years ago, this wouldn't have been my reality. I think this trip for me was sort of the most displaced that I've been in many, many, many years. Definitely the longest trip that I've taken. I go see Kim for like two weeks at a time, but like we're grocery shopping. We don't really go out that much. Like we like our little cozy routine. We love being together. We eat the same. We work out the same. So like that even if I go away for two weeks, it's like still, I still have some of my same comforts. I'm still going to the grocery store. I'm still cooking. This trip had none of that. So like I didn't expect how sort of out of my comfort zone <laughs> I would be in, in many ways as, yeah, and I'm somebody who loves traveling. Uh, and I just kept thinking back to all of the work that I've done has allowed me to be in the place now where physically, emotionally, um, spiritually, even, did I say mentally, mentally <laughs> have allowed me to like come back, right? So I want to talk about those things and really just like really harp on the fact that wherever you go, there you are, right? And when it comes to traveling, when it comes to being flexible, that's what this is really about. We have to be able to have that skill. We have to be able to leave our environment sometimes and doesn't have to be for three weeks, uh, but we have to be able to leave our environment sometimes and still be okay. This is what I talked about in the episode about self-connectedness of just like being with yourself. Awareness is keeping yourself company, 
that is a Janine Roth quote. It's not self-abandoning. And I had so many opportunities to do that in every way. And I think that so much of this was colored by, again, if you are, this is the first time you're listening to this podcast. Uh, I went on a trip for three weeks during Christmas and it was the first holiday without my dad. And of course I knew that that was going to happen. Like that was why we ended up going on the trip because my mom wanted to be away during a time that was, you know, my dad was so involved in, we hosted, my mom would host Christmas at the house and, my dad loved the tree and she just really wanted to be away during that whole time. And because my sister, Andrea, alternates holidays with her husband, Firas, it was their year to go to Jordan, where Firas is from. Uh, Jordanian people are very similar to Latin people in the sense of holidays being a big thing, family being a big thing. And just so welcoming in general and it just fit. So my mom wanted to go to London for a week after because my dad loved London and because I can be flexible with my work schedule, even though it definitely was not the same uh, to work abroad. I I definitely worked every single day a little bit, not every single day, but 80% of the days I worked uh, at least a couple hours and sometimes more obviously. And, you know, we decided to go. And obviously I just felt very grateful to be able to do that and to uh, be able to explore. But I didn't anticipate, I think that was one of my biggest lessons was like, I didn't anticipate that whole thing of like, wherever you go, there you are. Like being away, it doesn't actually like take you away from your feelings. Uh, It doesn't absolve you of like everything being perfect. I think that we have sort of an idea on social media where we see people on trips and we're like, oh my God, life is just amazing and perfect. Look, they're traveling. And because I think that sometimes it's like, oh, you're just away. And like, it's just like an automatic response that our brain has. And I was reminded, I mean, I knew this, but like, your emotions are going to come with you and what you go through isn't like you don't get a get out of jail free card like things definitely were not perfect for me with my grief at all it was very very hard I didn't expect it to be that hard but it was hard nonetheless and it was just something that like you just never know how it's gonna go right uh nonetheless it was a beautiful trip and uh, Jordan was really, I'd never been to the Middle East, so much history in Jordan, obviously. And I saw things there that I've never seen before in my life. Like going to the Wadi Rum Desert was incredible. Going to Petra was amazing. Uh, there's just such a spirit of abundance in Jordan, so much beauty, generosity of spirit and heart. There's so much, everybody's so welcoming. Uh, there's so much history there. And I just felt, it just all felt abundant. First of all, I've never seen this much food in my life. <laughs> like, And I even asked my brother-in-law, like, how do people manage their weight when there's so much food around? And, and he was like, well, people usually just focus on lunch. So again, going back to the principles of intuitive macros, overall calories matter. That's what really matters there. So I just want us to keep that in mind, right? 
intake matters. Uh, so that's really what I took away from Jordan. Just like it felt very alive. People felt just like so professional and so kind and warm and welcoming and family is huge. So there were like a lot of family gatherings and everybody welcomed you with open arms and it was just a really beautiful thing to see in London, which I hadn't been back in a long time. I've been there a couple of times, but just so much culture, so much stuff to do, amazing food, uh, so many things to see. It was also like so packed with tourists. Um, but I, you know, I think that I going on the trip, I, as always, I'm committed to sort of being in my routine. Uh, And I also think too, that like going back to the grief stuff, I think that you have to know how you process, right? Like I am an introvert and I process by being alone and, or by talking with like one person and sharing stuff. Like I don't do well with distraction. I don't do well with like just being like, oh, I'm just like not going to listen to my feelings. And I think that that was some is something that I have to sort of remind myself that it is okay to do that and to, you know, because it's like, it's kind of a buzzkill sometimes, right? To be like, well, I got to go be alone or I need space or like, I just really need time to process this thing. And like, why can't I just be somebody who like is like up for everything all the time? And I just wasn't. And that was something that I had to sort of reconcile, continue to reconcile with myself as I have continued to do forever. Uh, I think many qualities of a sensitive person, not that like that's my whole identity or anything like that, but like just being the way that I am is not normal in society. And it's like not the funnest thing. And I have to remind myself like, but this is the way you are though. You know, this is the way that you are and this, these are the things that you need, you know, and the food stuff was really interesting and uh, probably the most challenging time that I've had with food in as far back as I can remember, simply because I was in no control of it at all, really. Uh, You know, when we were in Amman, and when we went to Petra and Wadi Rum, there were some buffets, like we had a breakfast buffet at the hotel that we were at in Amman, which was pretty awesome. Um, but still like didn't have a lot of my normal food and I couldn't go to the grocery store. Like the vibe in Jordan is like, you're not, you can't like go walk outside. Right. I wasn't going to the grocery store. Uh, I, I, I just wasn't taking walks, stuff like that. So I think that's sort of like, was just very telling to me like, oh, I can't like go do my normal things, um, which you could typically do in other cities. Uh, But that was just like, okay, so for every single meal over the next two weeks, like I'm not in charge at all, like, except like for how much I take in and obviously my food selection. Um, So what I really leaned on during that time is portion control. Like, okay, even if I cannot have the foods that I typically have, uh, I can still control how much of them I take in. And this is when the principles of intuitive macros came in too, because I understand how foods affect me. And I understand that if I eat protein, I'm going to feel more full and more satiated than if I eat, you know, let's say just constant carbs, right? In Jordan, it was like a lot of fats, a lot of sauces, hummus, spreads, a lot of pickles, which is great, a lot of salads, a lot of vegetables, but 
they had, you know, a ton of dressings on them and stuff. So I didn't want to necessarily load up on those things. You know, side note, salads can be one of the most like calorie dense things. And granted, like, of course, you're traveling, you don't want to think about calories. But at the same time, I want to feel good. And I know that if I just like don't pay attention, that I'm not going to feel like I'm not going to be in the same energy that I want to be for the trip. So I tried to find protein as much as I could. I also tried to load up on as much fruit as possible and as much fiber and vegetables. There weren't as many vegetables besides the salads that like were unadorned. Um, usually my recommendation for travel is to try to keep two meals the same and then have one meal a day that like you have a little bit more fun with. That wasn't the case all the time, obviously. So like I just really practiced, you know, being like, okay, every meal I'm going to try to have a protein, fiber, fat, and some starch. And I am going to try to practice portion control, even with those thoughts of travel of like scarcity of like, oh my God, I'm never going to have this again or whatever it is. And what I really, my main goal was to get to a place where I felt good because when you feel good, it's easier to make decisions. So little, another side note, the jet lag completely fucked me up. I hardly curse, but it fucked me up. It was like a week of me not feeling awesome. Um, And I also was, I did not go to the bathroom for a while when I first got there. And I was like, oh God, (laughs) I've never, don't take any pictures of me from the side. Like it was just, I mean, also was getting my period. So there was just like a couple days there where I was just like, oh my God, like I, my body, also you can't trust your thoughts around your period when it comes to your body. You cannot, the thoughts like aren't real. I mean, they're real, but like, they're just not true, you know? So I, all of it together was like, I had a couple days there where like my mental health was like not the best, especially with the grief. And even on Christmas, like I got sick because I was so tired and it was just like so many inputs of like the jet lag and the constant motion. Obviously I was working hard before I left so that I could, everything would be smooth. Um, and I was like, oh wow, I'm like very uncomfortable right now. And I was texting pretty much every day with Brittany and she was like, this is very challenging for you. And I was like, yes. And again, I am saying these things because like, these are some of them perhaps behind the scenes of things that don't get shared all the time. And also it's a both and of like, I was incredibly grateful to be there. And also I kind of had to get through this hump at the beginning of discomfort and being like, okay, this is going to be interesting. And many of the restaurants and many of the places that I went to, like people order for you as part of the generosity of like, I want to show you what's good. I want to, you know, pick out the best things that you need to try. And those things weren't necessarily like things I normally eat, even though they were like super amazing and delicious. And I was so grateful to be there. Um, But it was just like, okay, if I can't control that, I know what to do. I know if I manage my overall intake and I stay self-connected, that this is going to be a little bit easier. And practicing portion control and restraint are, and mindfulness 
are just a given. Like you can't check out in these instances. Um, so that was really like my strategy. And also like my frequency of my framework of frequency where like, you know, what are the foods that you eat daily, weekly, monthly, right? When I was in London, there were like clotted cream, delicious, uh, fudge, sorry, not just clotted cream. Um, and, uh, some like baked goods that I got and, I ate them and I was like, oh, I, f- I don't feel well after eating this. I don't feel well the next day. And I'm like, this is why you only do this. Even if it was like within my overall intake, right? You only do this like once a month. And also like you're in London, right? And it still is one of those things of like, is it worth it? Is it worth it? Right? So like, I am I am the number one intuitive macros client and this is just a reminder to me and everybody that like the work never ends. There never is going to be a time where like it's over. It's something that you have to like rinse and repeat every day and you have to show up to yourself every single day. And that's like not the funnest thing to hear, but it's also very empowering to be like I know what I need and I know what's helpful for me and I'm going to try to show up for myself in that way where I can be honest with myself about how foods and their quantities affect me. Um, Something that was incredibly helpful for me was forcing myself to work out every day and not just like a little bit, like really truly trying to have that be the time in the day where I recentered and I pushed myself to sweat and to as I think in the 19 days or whatever that I was gone, I think there were only two or three days that I didn't do that. One couple of days I was sick. Uh, not sure my voice went up there. Uh, and a couple of days I was traveling and I just couldn't. Um, I did my best to do that as often as I could, even though I didn't want to, even though like it was like literally the last thing. It And it made all of the difference, literally. I would send Brit a text of me, a picture of me smiling, happy, of me being like, I did it again today. And that is something that just was like so instrumental in feeling balanced and feeling self-connected, having my alone time, doing what I needed to do. And um, I think that the more that you show up for those habits, the more you know that like you're not going to feel like it. And what your brain tells you sometimes is just like not trustworthy (laughs) and you still have to stay connected anyways. And remember too, that like when it comes to food journeys, even if you're having thoughts or if you're having like recurring things like body image thoughts, like I definitely was having like some body image stuff happening, especially during my period time or like the time before. Um, I was definitely having like you know, like sliding near depression some days because of my grief stuff, not even sliding, but just like being adjacent to it and being like, oh, okay, this is truly is always doing pushups in the background waiting to get back back in the game. And because of that, my desire for comfort eating and wanting to disassociate was high. And those things might always be there, right? It's always doing push-ups in the background waiting to get back in the game. And it's up to you to be like, I'm not going to allow that. I know what that life is like. And even if you do, then you have a, an idea and a picture of what you don't want. 
of what you don't want things to feel like, of how you don't want things to be. And that is really valuable. You know, so for many of us, the food stuff is a journey of recovery. And it's something that requires massive awareness. And these things aren't reverting, right? It's just like, oh, you are in a place where like, you are stressed out, you're having, it's a very tough time. And your brain's going to go towards comfort and what it finds familiar. And it, it, it doesn't mean that you've backslid. What matters is how you respond to it, you know, and what you do as a result of it and how far you let yourself slide. Like maybe they're doing push-ups, getting back in the game they're, and they're like on the sidelines, but then you go in instead, right? You don't allow that part to take over. Or if you notice it gets in the game, you're getting them kicked out again. <laughs> so they're doing, ba- they're back on the sidelines again or back doing wherever they're doing their pushups, you know? So for those of us that have like that deeper need around food, that is just something to keep in mind that it does take daily work and it does take daily effort to sort of remember that these things are happening and they're more likely to happen whenever we're stressed. And for me, it was, I think, a combination of the grief, not having much alone time, um, not having a lot of space, obviously, uh, not having my normal food and routine that provides me a lot of comfort. So when I was when I went to London, we had a fridge in our in our hotel room and I immediately went to a little market that was that was walkable from our hotel and I just like got some of my stuff and I felt so much better like my digestion normalized I felt clear I I just felt really good and I really like simple food you know like I like just knowing what's in my food and like showing up in that way and putting a little bit effort to you know, like one day I walked, it was like kind of snowing and I walked to the store, which was like a half mile away. It was like not a big deal, but you know, and that was something that like I just had to do and I did it and it paid off, you know? So like, I still, it's that balance between like, I want to try everything while I'm traveling. I still went out to eat in London, obviously. I still tried things. I got my ice creams, my pastries and things like that. And again, balancing that like gray area of like, just because I'm having these things doesn't mean that I've like thrown it all away. And like, for example, I also like got a bunch of cheese one day and like one day, like half of my day's calories, I think were just cheese. (laughs) My digestion was not great that day, but you know, this is what we can know that like, okay, I don't do this every day. This is temporary and I can, I will come back. So it was just really interesting too because my clients go on trips and they travel and potentially struggle a little bit and I really got a glimpse again of like up close for so long because again I've traveled a lot over the last several years but it's like two days here, three days here or I'm with Kim or whatever or I'm in a place where like I can do my normal routine, my schedule isn't like spoken for for such a long time. Um, you know, so that is just something to remember that like, you know, you can do things and enjoy and find the gray area. And also another big part of intuitive macros is the emotional regulation. Like I did what I needed to do to stay emotionally balanced, which included like 
crying when I needed to, which included, you know, talking to my friends and reaching out to them, like my little mini circle of like life counsel (laughs) that I go to that I can just release to and they make me feel seen and heard and appreciated. Like all of those little things matter. Being able to breathe, being able to communicate and say what it is that you need to say, all of those things matter. So when it comes to a food journey, it really is about like the actual food, the movement, emotional regulation, uh, nervous system work, stress management. But you can come back in a place where you feel grounded, you feel good, and jet lag is really going to kick your ass either way. Um, I am so excited, like I said, to be back on the mic. I have gotten a lot of podcast recommendations from you guys, so I'm really, really thankful. And remember that GlowFit starts this Tuesday if you are listening to this in real time. So we start January 16th, which is this coming Tuesday, um, just in a couple days. And GlowFit is my um, GlowFit is my six month macro based nutrition and strength training program. So for six months, you will get a blueprint by me for you uh, that will allow you to get into the best shape of your life and truly transform and practice these skills that we're talking that we talked about here. If you really want a deep transformation. If you want to get through the, in the best shape of your life, if you want to, um, you know, be able to really cultivate that internal strength that is completely unmatched, GlowFit will help you get there. Sometimes we feel like we're spinning our wheels. And that's normal because there's so much shit out there <laughs> when it comes to this stuff. And I guarantee you, that if you implement this stuff in this program, you will be transformed as a result. So DM me if you have any questions. There is a link in the show notes. There's a link on my Instagram. Uh, My DMs are always open. I would love to see you in there. Um, I hope you're having a great new year so far. Lots of stuff coming this year on the podcast and everywhere else. I appreciate you and sending you lots of love. And I will talk to you on the next one. Thank you so much for listening to Satisfied. I'd love to connect with you on Instagram where I post content every single day at Ashley K. Pardo. If you enjoyed the show, I'd super appreciate it if you left a rating and a review on iTunes and or Spotify. If you have a question that you want to be answered on the show or you just want to say hi, send me a DM on Instagram. I love hearing from and connecting with you because you're the whole reason that I do the show. I hope that you find satisfaction wherever you are right now.